Oh, I'm getting old. Well, I'm glad you had a good uh, and eventful weekend. Yeah, I did. I'm Staying glad you had trouble. A, did you have a good and eventful weekend too? Uh, oh, you know what? Oh, so this is, um, I, you know, uh, I had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the wrestling on Friday, right? You can go listen to add us with wrestling for more on that. That's the wrestling show. I'm so sad. I wasn't able to make it, Joe. Well, January 1st, Saturday night, uh, is going to be the next one where, the- uh, same place at Souls. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go to that one. All right. That's plenty of time. It was one of those things. So this this I could tell. They they had both days available to them. They had the 31st <laughs> of December <laughs> and the 1st of January. Friday, Saturday. Right. They typically do the shows there on Fridays. And literally at intermission, uh, Mantis and Chris, the other guy who's kind of like in charge, were like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what date we're going to do. I don't know what date we're going to do. And I go, well, I go, you're asking me. I go, I think you'll have a better chance of drawing fans uh, on Friday, but you'll have a less better chance of booking people to wrestle on a Friday. Right. I get what you're saying. See, I disagree. I think your best night is Saturday. Well, no, no. So I, I was saying Saturday would have been your better night just because you'd be able to get more people to show up to wrestle. Right. Okay, I was confused as what you were saying. Yeah. So they do the announcement at the end of the show. They're like, January 1st. And like the fans were like, yay. And then like the boys are like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I was wrong. You know, I was good either way. You know, we don't really do much anything these days for New Year's or New Year's Eve or anything like that. Like I said, I just feel as though Saturday night kicking off the new year, you know, less of a chance. But I, I think that with a little bit more planning, you could have done things where like you had the show roll into the first from the 31st. But again, that's not my my situation. But there'll be more discussion of that on the wrestling show this week. Yeah, you could have had like a lunar pepper right at midnight or something. Yeah. But now that now that I have this much time, yeah. I might go and I I may with this much time in the in the hopper give skinny jeans a text. And that that ain't going to make a difference. He's got, you know. Well, he's a busy man, but I think, you know, home for the holidays, you know. Yeah. So so then Saturday we had a thing with scouts, mm-hmm. Harvest Fest, Winter Fest, a fest, if you will, a fest, and it was raining. Uh, we'll get to Sunday in a second, <laughs> but uh, so much. So I had work off on Friday. You know, I, I knew I had the day off for the wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. So I wake up Monday, take my shower, have breakfast. Go with April to take Ace to school. I come in and I start accessing all of my super secret science stuff. And like midway through opening the stuff, just in the order of which I do these things, I open up the schedule for the day. And apparently I had Monday off work. Oh, okay. So that was a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That gave me an opportunity to go run around opportunity and uh, mail out some stuff more, you know, discussion on what was mailed out. 
on the wrestling show because I did go dull safari in this weekend. Oh, I saw. I was so proud of you. Right. And because I was off work, I began the process to start closing down the pool for the winter. Oh, good. I didn't get to come over and and beach myself, but next year. Yeah. So the plan is hopefully by Friday it'll be completely closed down. I went and bought all the chemicals and shit that you have to put in it. Mm -hmm. I'm just worried with as much rain as we've been getting the last couple days if that's going to screw things up. But we'll cross that bridge Friday. I think you'll be fine. Or whatever. I used to have a pool. You'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. My wife seemed to think it was a much bigger deal, a bigger production than what it actually seems to be. It's it's really not like what are you doing? Like drain some of the water out. You have to drain it below the filter line. Right. And then you have to put like something in the middle. Right, like a tube. Right, which we which we have somewhere. Um, and then put the uh the tarp on it as far and like put the special winterizing chemicals in it that they claim you have to put ah, in. We never put the winterizing chemicals in it, and all you do in the spring is shock it. You're good. Yeah. There's don't I mean unless unless you get so much rain that it comes up above the filter again, but then you just do the siphon and you're good to go. Right. So again, she she seemed to think it was a much bigger production. Right. Than what I, I seem to think it is, you know. Right. No, you're good. So Sunday, Sunday, I wake up way earlier than I had to, because um, my kid had his piano recital. Right. Went well. He played fine. Uh, he no. So the whole thing was built up that he had to play whatever the music that he picked was, and they make them pick like you know, skill level appropriate, whatever. Right. And uh, there were people who were singing and there were people who were playing the piano. Most of the people who were singing weren't very good, to be completely honest with you. They're children, but again, let's be honest. Right. Um, And the whole thing that it was being built up to me as, is, again, I don't go to piano practice, is that he had to like memorize whatever it was that he was playing, that he didn't have to have the sheet music in front of him while he was playing. But when we were there, he was like the only one who didn't have a sheet music in front of him. Every single other person that went up to play did. Right. And I feel as though that was a lot of like undue pressure on him that if everybody else went up to play and they got to bring their sheet music up with them and it was drilled into him, um, you know, partially by his instructor and partially by someone else, that he <laughs> had to go up there and play without the sheet music, I think that may have put a little bit too much pressure on him. I think I, I'm i not even going to chime in on that, but okay. Right. Well, nobody listens to this podcast that would get back to you regarding No, I this. get you. I just, I feel like, I don't know. Was it definitely, or did like Asa just misconstrue that he had to do it? No, no, it wasn't Asa who misconstrued this. No, I get you. So yeah. de- so you, like, you, you're like you not getting all this just through Asa. You you have proof is what I'm saying. Um, Never mind. Okay. Well, no, it's April told me that this is what he was told that he had to do. Right now, now, but did you get it like definitely from the instructor? Because I don't know if you know this. Sometimes your your lovely wife, lover to death, mixes stuff up. That's true. 
Do you see what I'm trying to ask now? It's like, I do now, yes. Yes, like, did maybe she think that she had, like, she's saying the instructor did. Maybe the instructor never did or said something that made her think that. And then it went down there and was like, oh, he could have took the music up, uh, the, the sheet music anytime he wanted. Yeah, I didn't get that far into having a discussion, you know? I, I'm lean, if, if. If it's all that way, I'm leaning to that's what happened, or your wife made an executive decision that he was doing it without the sheet music. Right. That's all. So Sunday, I woke up early because I couldn't breathe. Uh Uh-oh. Right. So I think it was a combination of all of these things. My room where I sleep hasn't been vacuumed in months. Mm-hmm. My room where I sleep in hasn't been dusted in years. <laughs> uh, the pillows that I have are the pillows that I brought from my house when I lived with my folks, which is 16 plus years ago. And the fact that I was like outside in the rain in the woods the day before and my inhaler was like, I think it had run out, but I wasn't 100% sure if it had run out. And I I had not broken out the new one yet. Mm-hmm. So it was this whole combination of things where like, okay, I'm going to open up the new inhaler. We're going to completely like strip this room of everything. I think it's been months since my sheets have been washed too. So it was a combination <laughs> of all these things, like living in my own dander. Sure. Um, and I just couldn't breathe. And once we kind of got things taken care of and I got, um, outside to breathe a bit and I got my new inhaler bit and, you know, it just caused us to like, actually like clean my bedroom. Right. That's always good. Yeah. And so because I had very old pillows, we decided to go to Target and buy new pillows. Ooh. Now, are you one of those like foam pillow guys? Are you a down pillow guy? Mm-mm. So you have your Target brand, you have Serta, and then like some company that's like the next step up. Mm-hmm. And I figured I would get like the next company up, the more expensive ones. Like you can get like the Target brand pillows for like six bucks. You can get the Serta brand ones from like nine to twelve dollars. And then the other ones you get like fifteen to eighteen dollars. So I'm like I'm going to treat myself and buy myself like the high end pillows. Right. Um, But that's the thing. They don't like when you go to the store, they don't sell down. I guess like, you know, you say down pillows. I don't know. They're just like pillows. Like. Well, what I mean is there's the ones that have like that are like super soft that that feel like that are not solid chunks of foam. Do you know what I mean? No, or, I don't go for the solid chunks of foam as right. Were. Like I call one that's like down, like you could squish it into any shape you want. Sure, and like your head will sink into it, kind of a deal. But that's kind of what I mean. Because all my pillows, I have old pillows too. I have two like more of the the the, the foamy ones, and they go on the bottom when I'm sleeping. And okay. then I put I, I put the the downish ones on top. So like the foam ones are for the support, and then the down ones are for comfort. So the uh, the one that I have for support, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, like I put it kind of under like my neck and chest to kind of prop myself up. 
So I'm not like completely like whatever my head neck would be in. But anyway, that one I went for like the ultra mega firm. And then the okay. other ones I went for like this two steps down firmness. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I, I ended up spending like 60 bucks on pillows or whatever. Like 50 bucks on pillows for myself this weekend. Don't be giving away your weekly purchases on this show, Joe. Yeah, well, that's a tease. There's other stuff. It was a busy week of buying things, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that sounds like a delightful weekend, Joe. So anything else happened to you this weekend? Other than me monopolizing all of this? No, not really. Well, like I went to Baltimore, came back, you know, hung out with some, uh, with with the mad bassist, and that was about it. You know, sat around and watched football and ate pizza on Sunday. That was my weekend. But I was wondering, did I? Uh, did you happen to see a while back when I was on Twitter? Um, I think we need to uh, see if we can get a guest on on the After Dark, Joe. The uh, the guy who's maybe better than Dan Lee. Who's oh, the the bandit guy. The yes, fake, the, the, I'm sorry, the, the bandit uh, impersonator. Right, the the sheriff Buford T. Justice impersonator, Joe. Right, he's the guy. I mean, I know we you told me to put like we were after the show talking about we put a pin in it, but if we ever do a, an official uh, soon to be named network meetup. Um, I'm bringing this guy in out of Texas. I do believe he has a car that's just like the sheriff's car because there's a there's a commercial on his website with the kilted retail realtor. So if you're gonna get your house sold or buy a house, you definitely go through the guy with the kilt. <laughs> but uh, there's lots of stuff that I want to do because it says like he can perform and sound as a lookalike of Sheriff Buford T. Justice. The character was portrayed by Jackie Gleason in the Smokey and the Bandit movies. James is a great MC for events or can walk around and meet as a meet and greet entertainer. Highly skilled at improv and spur of the moment interaction with the guests. He's sure to be a great hit at your event. James is available for special events and will travel. James can also perform weddings as well, Joe. No limit on travel. Uh, his price range is from 100 to $2,000. Gig length, 30 minutes to 90 minutes. Um, I think I think that's money well spent, Joe, and not an opportunity at mm. all. Now, didn't I... You said no, um, no travel uh, restrictions, but I could have swore I saw something in there that he would only be willing to travel like so far, but if you wanted to travel more, there was like an extra premium you had to pay. Right. I guess maybe he travels up to 200 miles, and then after that, it's our it's our job. Okay. You know, I I, I don't know. Uh, I I I think that's just perfect. I I actually was thinking. I think I may have told you this. I want to hire him and get the working script to Smokey is the Bandit and just. <laughs> reshoot bits of scenes like save whatever we can from the original movie and then just green screen in like the stuff that we had to do for uh the, that that's missing from the original script and bring it back you know right so yeah so what i assume you would do mm-hmm. is shoot those parts where smoky is the bandit mm-hmm and then get a master print of Smokey as the Bandit 3 and then recut your own version. Right. 
the Roker cut. Like the people who are like, oh, here's the version of episode one with all the Jar Jar Binks cut out. Yes. Like it's almost like uh, the Highlander to the Renegade version with all the Zeiss nonsense cut out. I know you have no idea what that means, but I have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I may get like a GoFundMe for this or something. Mm. A Kickstarter. I'm really thinking about starting like a go like a, a like a, a funding site that's just called Opportunities. Joe. Oh. <laughs> you have an opportunity you want to do, and you need someone to help you fund it. Here we go. I only take twenty five percent. So I. I, we'll close with this. I had to point this out to uh, Marcus, your co-host on the uh, Helmet podcast <laughs> that doesn't exist. Right. Yet. Yet, Joe. So uh, there was a big to-do in wrestling this past weekend. I'll bore you. I'll, I'll bore. I, I won't bore you with the details. Uh, always boring me, but go ahead. But uh, Charlotte is coming out to the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a heel now, so she doesn't do her cartwheels anymore, right? No. So she's coming out to the ring and they're hyping her up and they're putting her over on all these things. And uh, the the commentator, who's someone you might know, um, uh, Pat McAfee. Are you aware of this person? I, I know of Pat McAfee. Okay. He used to be a punter or something. Yes. And now he's an annoying sports presence who's also now an, an annoying wrestling presence. Oh, my goodness. So he's really bad at commentary. And he comes out and he says, now I watch professional wrestling and this isn't true, but he says that Charlotte's nickname is The Opportunity. Oh my goodness. Now, there was much more that like had the wrestling world of buzz over the weekend that happened after this. But that was the part that like was like, wait a minute, what's going on? What does right. this mean? Are they calling Charlotte like, uh, like uh, are they calling her an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Does Pat McAfee know something I don't? Mm-hmm. But oh. uh, I really think we uh, anytime anytime opportunity comes up, you know, it's it's us. I know we talked about it here that we stole it from uh, Kenny Boland talking about his uh, opportunity with the du- the double your money back meat scam or opportunity at Kroger, right? But we've co opted it to be our own. And uh, anytime anyone is referred to as like, oh, that's an opportunity. But to call a person the opportunity and like the more screwed up part is they don't call her that. Oh, a walking. He just made it up. He just like it's like free form bullshit, you know, walking, talking, living, breathing opportunity, Joe. Right. And I do think they have the wrong flair. Wouldn't her grandfather be more the opportunity? Oh, my goodness. That oh. poor man. I know well, he's they doing... just let him die. Yeah, I know he's doing, I think doing car care commercials or something. No, I don't know. No, he got, so he was doing uh, Car Shield. Mm-hmm. And then those uh, ads, I think, got pulled for a while because he got soft canceled from his appearance on uh, a recent episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, was that because everybody just found out about the plane ride from hell, Joe? Well, it's not so much that they just found out about it, but it was the more specific things. That and again, allegedly, he grabbed stewardess's hand and put it on his bare penis. Oh, well. And again, allegedly, I wasn't on the plane. This woman seemed pretty traumatized in reliving this moment in her life. 
Well, no. What I mean is it's just the fact that, like, I'm sure this story has never been told before. So, but anyway. The the uh, the sexual um, assault part had never been told in this particular instance. All right. To there this was, many people who aren't actual in the wrestling world. Well, there were stories in Ric Flair's own book, which, again, is suspect at best. But, you know, any any book that tells a tale where they got paid for their for their duties for wrestling in Puerto Rico to spittoon of cocaine. I'll give some leeway to some of the fabrications that may or may not be in this book. See, I don't even know if Rick has ever read a book, never mind written one. Well, there's a lot of people involved in the book, but there yeah. were stories in the book that one of the fun ribs that Rick would do is, you know, Rick's thing was he would come down to the hotel or the bar, or whatever, wearing just his robe and nothing else on underneath it. But one of the ribs would be he would come up to people like, say, you were seated at a couch mm-hmm. and he would drape it on your shoulder ah, and then get your attention. So you would turn into the direction of it. Yeah, right, right. And again, that's fun. We're all just laughing. You know, it's just it's just the random people that are here. It was a different time. Right. It was a different time. You can't judge. <sighs> well, at least that was the only thing Ric Flair ever did. Right, so. the only thing that night. Right. <laughs> right. That that thing, that one thing that night, that specific yeah. thing he only did once that night. I think if you take all these stories that everyone knows of Ric Flair, just assume like the story that you heard here and the story that you heard here and the story that you heard here, the story here, 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 all of those stories probably happened on every single one of those nights. So if you heard, like, oh, here are these ten wacky things that Ric Flair would always do, just assume all ten of those wacky things were happening every night. Oh, okay. So it's not like, oh, he would just occasionally uh, assault people with his flaccid penis. Mm-hmm. Just assume he always did. And it kind of makes, like, doesn't make it better, but it, I think it puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But so I think is that it? Yeah, I think that's a great way to end an episode. All right, perfect. Uh, longboxheroes.com. Go check out the Patreon. Uh, that reminds me of the stuff we have to talk about off air. Oh, I have stuff to talk to you about off air too. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, Patreon.com/slash/longboxheroes. Five dollars a month gets you the two bonus shows. Gets you after dark two days before everyone else so that you get everything in the correct listening order for the weekly shows. Uh, screw social media, screw leaving reviews, any of that sort of stuff. Just listen, <laughs> tell a friend, sign up for the Patreon, use the Amazon click through, all that sort of thing. Yep. All right, everyone. See you next week. You're listening to the soon to be named network, the Lamborghini. <laughs> of Podcast Network.